And welcome into another episode of the Westlife Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. As always, we are sponsored by West Asheville Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud. And you can do that for the very last time of the goddamn year uh, on Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. when we uh, take on the Raiders. If you're not heading out to the eighth wonder of the world, which will obviously be a big part of the discussion tonight when uh, Mayor of Tiger Town, Darcy Byrne, comes on. Uh, yeah, giving, kindly giving us his time. Obviously, uh, he was on. Channel 9 News last night and on us tomorrow, on our show tonight. So uh, what a massive downgrade for him in terms of uh, media commitments, but uh, we truly appreciate uh, uh, him coming on tonight and look, really, really looking forward to this chat. Been, even before this, been hoping to chat to, um, yeah, an icon of the uh, West Tigers and slash Balmain uh, side of the merger, especially uh, for a while. So it'd be cool to chat to him. Uh, if, as always, please follow us on the socials at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You might notice uh, I made a link tree. Um, basically, if you click the link in our uh, in our Instagram or Twitter profiles, it'll bring up a little um, page where literally you can go. You can find the Patreon, find our YouTube channel, find the latest episode, or send you to um, yeah where you listen to your podcast. So makes it a lot easier to find our stuff. So go on our Instagram and Twitter, click that link. Uh, if you're ever trying to find uh, our website or YouTube channel, please give us a subscribe. Send plenty of people on the stream there tonight. Thank you for everyone for joining us on a Thursday evening. Uh, yeah, so like, subscribe, tell your friends, comment. Um, yeah, really want to get those subs up as well uh my co-host tonight as you're looking a lot fresher tonight the weather's obviously a bit warmer and orange today no beanie or jacket looking very uh <laughs> first day of spring and the uh the beanie's gone how good yeah g'day josh g'day rob g'day listeners uh yeah it's not as chilly tonight uh we've had a bit of a warmer week to be fair um yesterday and well, the day before in particular Quite warm. I went to work yesterday. I didn't even have to wear a jumper at all. So that was a really nice change of pace. Hmm. Uh, ready to head to Leichhardt for the last game of the season and to the to just wash my hands of this season completely after after this weekend. So <laughs> and coming in, um, yeah, feeling a little bit better since uh, Monday night. Rob Bashara still got the camera off tonight because he's uh, yeah. Still on the mend, but again, really, really appreciate you trucking on, Rob Bashara. I only I read this week that uh, the only West Tigers players to play every game this year was Zayn Musgrove and Luke Garner. I think was the other one. So uh, yeah, you're 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 our Luke Garner slash Zayn Musgrove, Rob. I think that, there's a compliment in there. I promise. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm only cameraless because I'm hiding behind this uh, mute the microphone button when I go into an uncontrollable cough. But yeah, good to be here and uh, looking forward to hearing uh, from Mayor Darcy. Yeah, it should be um, good. Uh, yeah, it should should be. Uh, I'll bring him in as soon as he comes in. I'll um, yeah bring him straight on the on the show. John on Facebook. I heard he's doing Stephen Colbert tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's doing a stand-up routine <laughs> on, uh, on Stephen Colbert. Nice one, Johnny. Um, while we're waiting for him, lower grades. So New South Wales Cup, obviously, their season is finished. New South Wales women's, obviously, uh, won the comp. Our Jersey Flag boys. So they're playing 10.30 Sunday uh, before, I believe, Ron Massey and uh, what's the other one? Sydney Cup Grand Finals uh, are after the boys playing. So they're playing 10.30 Sunday at Cogra. Um, yeah, against the Dragons, who they played last week. So uh, a lot of our players, uh, a few players back for us this week. It's elimination. So uh, if they finish fifth, so they will play the loser of second and well, second beat third, I believe. So uh, yeah. do or die for our flag boys uh, this week. So if you want to get up early, Father's Day morning and go watch that and then, um. Yeah, I don't know who's in the Ron Massey. It's probably Penrith. It's always Penrith. Um, yeah, in those grand finals as well. And then, yeah, scoot over to Leichhardt Oval or West Ashfield. Uh, yeah, on your way back from Cogra. Um, righto, I didn't end up putting any news um, in the rundown, but uh, a few things tonight before while we wait for Darcy. So had someone boys DM us today, when I say ask the Westlife podcast saying he got word that uh, he spotted Luke Brooks at West Newcastle, who of course is ba- it's basically the Newcastle Knights. Um, it's, it's their version of West Ashfield, I guess. Uh, yeah. Spotted Luke Brooks at that league's club, Rob, uh, do you think he was just going for a slap on the pokes or do you think he was there for uh, some sort of meeting? What What do you think? Oh, who knows, mate? I mean, it's a long way to go for to, to find a poker machine. <laughs> I was uh, joking, obviously. Yeah, I, of course, of course. <laughs> um, look, you know, obviously he could, he could be, you know, looking to go up there. We've heard a lot of rumour about it for the last 12 months now. Um, you know, I, it seems from what Tim Sheens has said that Brooks isn't going anywhere. So I, I really don't know, mate. I don't know if he's got relatives up there or, like you said, if he just felt like going for a drive. But um, interesting that he was up there, that's for sure. Uh, as do you, Can you see, before we get on to, I can see uh, our Tiger Town mayor's just entered the room. But before we get to uh, Mr. Darcy, as thoughts on Brooksy being spotted at Newcastle Leagues? Western yeah, well, if he if he's been spotted up there, then it seems like there's a bit of mail that he well the mail might get stronger that he could be on his way out. Um, like I think I said it on Monday night show. I think maybe what he and the club both need is just a change of scenery. Um, bit of a maybe a messy maybe a messy breakup. It just seems like it just hasn't worked out for the poor poor kid or the Tigers. So maybe Broken. maybe it'll be good for him. Brocker says his brother lives up there. Okay. Well, maybe that. Then there's that that, too. That could be just the reason. Who knows? But (laughs) (laughs) didn't know that. I didn't, yeah, didn't realize that. Okay. On to the star of our show tonight. um, The mayor of Inner West Council. Don't miss round 25 this Sunday, September 4, 4 4.05 p.m. when the Raiders and West Tigers clash for the first time since uh, round one of 20. 
2021 and you can celebrate Father's Day with the whole family at West Ashfield with live music, Father's Day specials, limited tables are available at the garden, walk-ins only if you want to show your stripes from the home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield, uh, they are at 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. And for more information, visit westashfield.com.au or give them a follow on Facebook or Instagram at Wes Ashfield. Darcy Byrne. Oh, you just got to unmute your mic. Darcy, yeah. if you're there. No, I'm on here, guys. How are you going? Thank you so much for yeah for joining us on the show tonight. I said, I don't know if you heard me earlier, but you're uh start on Channel 9 News last night. Now you're doing our show tonight. It's... um. Yeah, I got it's, the most important one on second. So well, that's, well thank you. Got my thank priorities you. right. <laughs> um, has it been a busy day for you after this news dropping? I imagine. Um, yeah, thank you for uh, answering our DMs to come on the show. I imagine your phone was running pretty hot last twenty four hours. Uh, no problem with coming on, and thanks very much for the work that you guys have been doing in um, creating this forum for fans. I think it's a really important. Thing oh, to you. do, and um, and you know that's what a lot of people don't understand about rugby league and sport in general is that there are it's a real community, and so mm. the the more ways that we can have for fans to be directly involved rather than just receiving information from the top down, um, the better it is. Mm. I, I um I I did hear the premier this morning on the back of that Channel Nine story last night, in which. You know, we, we showed the, the banners that will be going up around Leichhardt Oval this Sunday calling to save Leichhardt Oval and for fair funding for the ground. The Premier was on uh, Ben Fordham this morning on 2GB and he was asked whether he what he would be doing on Sunday and he said, oh, I'll be staying home with my family. Ben Fordham, who is actually coming to the game on Sunday because he's mates with Ricky Stewart, I think, um, said, oh, will you be going to Leichhardt Oval? And he said, oh, no, no, I won't be going there. And then when asked about the situation, just said, oh, you know, it's, it's Darcy's asset. Darcy's asset, it's their problem. Eventually Fordham had to ask him, but are you actually concerned that Leichhardt Oval might not be a, an NRL ground anymore? And, you know, he, he didn't show a lot of concern. So mm. all of that is pretty incongruous with a guy who's been getting around in the black and orange and yeah. white the whole of his political career. Uh Presumably for political purposes. Yeah, I mean, you you've obviously known him for for quite a while. But I mean, what what is his length of? Yeah, he has claimed to be a West Tigers fan, and I don't. Um, yeah, obviously he's not lying about that. But he's how how big of a West Tigers fan have you known him to be? I don't know. I've seen him at games at Leichhardt Oval a few times. I, you know, had a beer with him in the Orange Grove Hotel at one Thursday night after um, we beat the Cowboys a few years okay. ago. Um, I've tried to go out of my way to be inclusive because I think support for your rugby league team and for a, an institution like Leichhardt Oval is above party politics hmm. and tried to create room for him to be, you know, the hero. But, you know, he's been... The Treasurer, the Finance Minister, the Premier, and in 12 budgets, Leichhardt Oval is essentially the only sporting ground in Sydney, other than Campbelltown, that they have refused to give a single cent to. And just a few weeks ago, 
he rang around to the board of West Tigers, to the the press gallery, to rugby league journalists, saying that, no, nah, don't worry, I'm getting $50 million for Leichhardt Oval. I get it. Finally, you know, we can't just give the money to grounds in Liberal electorates. And now he snatched it away. And I'm just trying to be honest with fans about the fact that you know, I've been fighting for this for a long time. Many yep. people have. But if we don't get an upgrade, it, the ground's not going to be safe for large-scale events and professional sport. We saw just a few weeks ago the um, the collapse of the, the fencing at, um, at, the, uh, at the end of the ground when the schoolboy rugby match was on. I, I think we're lucky that no one was hurt. Or no, no one was hurt more badly. And that's, you know, WorkSafe have inspected that. The ground's fine for the weekend. It was an unforeseeable thing. But that's what happens when you have a very old community mm. asset like this that hasn't had enough love. And and um, we, we need a proper upgrade if we want to keep Leichhardt Oval open. Well, what was the original, for those who don't know, what was the original promise uh, for the stadiums, including Leichhardt? Because he's, he's saying that it's, that's been pulled because of the flooding for like, yeah. So what was originally promised? And oh, is, been, do, you, yeah, do you think the flooding been, is an excuse or does it, do you think that's a genuine need there? Oh, I think the flooding's a genuine need in, in significant part because the government buggered up the response. Resilience New South Wales that Dominic Perrottet set up didn't do the job. People up there are still really struggling. There's heaps of people living in tents, thousands of them. They're not doing enough on any of that. And then to use um, a, a suburban rugby league ground or in the case of Leichhardt Oval, like a local community facility that is used by hundreds and hundreds of people every week as the excuse for why they needed to divert more money to flooding, I think is frankly insulting. Um, people aren't that dumb. They, they know that this has been a political decision and the evidence is Stuart Ayres, the Deputy Premier who resigned in disgrace just a couple of weeks ago, his ground's getting $300 million. And uh, Shark Park's had an upgrade. Brookvale's had an upgrade. Cogra, not in a Liberal seat, all, all of the other three are, but Cogra is in a marginal seat. It's had an upgrade. So it's just us that's missing out. And we don't want, it's not like we're asking for Combank. Um, we don't need $300 million. $50 million that the Premier promised would secure the future of Leichhardt Oval as a as an NRL ground and as a community um, facility for probably half a century to come. What would that fifty million get us? Um, yeah, I mean, fifty million can do a do a lot of little things. It's a yeah. Like what what would be the plan there if you got fifty million? Well, we we put forward a proposal. Um, which Steve Roach um, had some input into and which the council will be consulting on uh, with the community very shortly about using that money to um, essentially build proper modern seating all the way around where the um, where the Latcham Robinson grandstand is now. You protect the Wayne Pierce Hill, you protect the heritage of the Keith Barnes stand, but you do need modern seating around, wrapping around the rest of the ground so that it's more financially viable for not just the Tigers, but for other codes to play there so that they can sell the seating properly and give people a modern experience. You could improve all of the, fix all of the toilets, all of the amenities. Um, we also proposed a museum of rugby league, inner West rugby league. So not yeah. just the Tigers, but West um, Magpies, Newtown Jets, 
Balmain, uh, sorry, Annandale, Glebe, all of those old sides, because this was mm. the birthplace of rugby league. Um, uh, that's something that we could incorporate into the plan. I, I don't know for certain that 50 million covers all of that, but it would go a long way towards it. And it's difficult to go away and, and get engineers to, you know, we could pay for engineering studies to get down into the into proper planning. But when the Premier himself is out there saying, nah, um, bugger you, every other ground in Sydney's getting money and you're on your own, it's a bit hard to justify um, doing that. We've invested more than $5 million over the last few years in improving the ground. And that doesn't look like a lot, but um, we have attracted more content there than ever before. We've got men's and women's, elite soccer, rugby union and rugby league um, all being played there. The Waratahs, Sydney FC, the Matildas, Australian Rugby A versus Rugby B, the Pacific Test, uh, Pacific Rugby League Test. Uh, in the last week alone, in this week alone, there'll be the Shoot Shoot Shield final. There were 23 junior rugby league grand finals held there over the weekend with um, teams from all over Sydney. It's not just about, you know, it's not a facility that's just used by people who, who live here. Yeah. Um, and the NRLW were training there as well. So unlike Penrith Stadium where it's like 11 Panthers games a year, that's mm. it. They're getting 300 million. We're getting nothing. This is a wrought, plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get the Penrith thing either. If anything, I think Campbelltown deserves more than Penrith does. Like Penrith, uh, I mean, Combank Stadium isn't that far from Penrith, but a growing population out in Campbelltown, in my opinion, deserves more For than sure. what they've got right now. As well. Well, I've always uh, tried to be careful because of the, you know, the history of the club, and it's so easy for those divisions to come through again. I've mm. always tried to be careful about advocating for the same support for Campbelltown. Um, as it's turned out, I think that is the preference of the club to play six games at Campbelltown and six games at Leichhardt, but they've got mm. to do it. It's hard to commit to that medium or long term when the grounds, you know, are, in Leichhardt's case, substandard. Um, and and becoming unsafe, so uh, the uh, it's been good that the clubs got on the front foot and advocated now um, for funding for for Leichhardt. That's been a, an important um, step forward because you know it's, the supporter base aren't going to trust me as a politician complaining about um, you know about Leichhardt Oval as much as they're going to put faith in the club coming out and saying, no, this is our future and we do want this asset to be protected and we want to continue to play games at Leichhardt. Um, it's, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty disheartening to know that the only two grounds in Sydney that have yet to have any support at all from the government are yeah. Leichhardt and Campbelltown, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah, well, which is it's, – it's a coincidence. I know what you – yeah, you're referring to there, but it's it's also a reverse coincidence in he's a West Tigers fan as well as well. But um Well Barry O'Farrell was too, allegedly. Yeah. And we made him we made him Well, he was chair. the chair of the club. He was chair of the yeah. club, yeah. What what did he do for us, frankly? Like yeah. I tried to convince him to step in and advocate for the Leagues Club to be, you know, um able to go back in at Roselle. The government's been delaying all of that for years now. He never lifted a finger to advocate for Leichhardt Oval. Um, I think he might have helped to get a little bit of money from Scott Morrison for the Centre for Excellence, Centre of Excellence, 
that's good. But, you know, if you're getting a gig like that based on the fact that you've been the Premier, it wasn't because he was Laurie Nichols, um, uh, then you've got to do more in terms of advocacy. And then to have the current Premier doing a bit of a Scott Morrison and saying, look at me, I'm an everyman because I, I support rugby league, but happy to oversee the death of Leichhardt Oval, that's, yeah, come on, that's he's having a lend. And I, I honestly think he should hand back in his membership if that's his position. Uh, Albo's pretty much a local, not far like down, not far from down the road. The Leichhardt Oval is this any. Have you got anything from him at all? Could he well, help out? Well, he was the last one to put anything into Leichhardt Oval the last time he was in government as the infrastructure minister. The the Legends Land. There were no corporate facilities at all um, before that, and he funded that. But that opened in um, I think twenty ten. Um, they'll have, yeah, there will be infrastructure funding that we can apply for from the federal government, um, given how badly the whole pork barrelling um, system has been rorted by Scott Morrison and now by, uh, and by Perrottet as well. It's not going to be a situation where Albo can just go, yeah, I'll do the same as them. Here's you know, a pile of money for my electorate. It will need to mm. be a fair merit-based assessment. Yeah. Um, and we'll apply for that. But given that they've spent billions on massive stadiums here, they've funneled money into every they into every Liberal electorate that they can, and they then promise money belatedly after a decade for Leichhardt Oval, which has now been taken away, whilst, while Penrith's still getting a massive payday. And, and it's estimated to be much bigger than 300 mil, the project out there. I've heard estimates of 600 mil that they're funding. Um, you know, it's a bit much. It's yeah. it's too blatant, and um, I, I I would just want to be honest with people about the fact that if there is no upgrade, it's not going to be safe to play there. Mm. Um, and you know we've all known that for years, and people like the club keeps playing, and lots of other codes do as well because the atmosphere is the best in Australia. But yeah. the facilities are substandard, and if they become unsafe, well, obviously it won't be a professional sporting venue. The um, financial, like the economy and that sort of thing is definitely not my forte. Sport is more my expertise. But when I, so I Googled, the New South Wales economy is worth over $600 billion. So if you're only asking for, what, 30 mil, like, is, is, it, is that a drop in the ocean? I know there's obviously a lot of, like, so many other thing, avenues and stuff. And there's a lot of tragic circ circumstances, obviously the floods, fl fires, COVID, like, so yep. much has gone on the last couple of years, but um, like how much of a dent in the budget would this $30 million to like out Oval do? A drop in the ocean is the right description, I think. They've, they've got a but they're massively in debt already. Uh, they've had a massive big spending budget just a few months ago, which is aimed at the election coming next March because they're in trouble. Uh, and so then to turn around and say, oh, yeah, we've splashed money on everything that we could possibly find and and pumped it into the seats that we need to win. But the reason that Leichhardt Oval has to be um, the, only, the only ground that gets no support is because flood victims need more money. It's just a nonsense. Uh, they, if they've buggered up the floods, don't blame West Tigers fans for the fact that they've, that they've made such a mess of it. Um, I, he even said today, Perrottet, oh, well, you know, if, uh, it's, it's, it's my problem, uh, you know, the council's problem solely. 
And if they can't do it, then someone else should take over. Well, what's he going to do? Going to go in there and um, take it over and sell it off as residential units before he loses power next March? Mm. Uh, that's a bit rich. Okay, <laughs> either give some support and help, or or don't. But don't, um, uh, you know, fling stones from the sideline. And he should turn up to Leichhardt Oval on Sunday. He's a Tigers fan, so called. Self. It's, Father, it's Father's Day. Bring the kids. Bring the kids. That's what, when he said, oh, no, it's Father's Day, I can't go to the footy. I thought, well, that's a pretty normal thing to do on mm. Father's Day. I, I don't begrudge him anything to do with his family. He's got, like, seven kids or something. I've I got two. That's enough for me. So that's not my criticism. It's the fact that, you know, getting out there and wearing the colours and doing photo ops to um, yeah. make yourself out to be a rugby league fan and then cold-heartedly leaving an institution like Leichhardt Oval to die um, that's not on. I think that's that's really um, beyond the pale. Um, so uh, we've got a few Patreon members and I asked them to submit some questions for you tonight. Uh, Carla asks, so how much funding is needed? You've, you've already kind of answered that, but is it possible for the West Tigers to come to the party basically with some funding? Is there anything the West Tigers can do? Obviously, it's a public ground and they're not the only... Um, yeah, they're only... A small fraction of who plays there, but is yeah. there anything? Is there anything the West Tigers could do to help? I think the advocacy is a really important part. It's we really need. When you get hear politicians arguing, it's confusing for your average person as to know who's telling the truth and who's not. Um, and so, if they're getting accurate information from the club about why it's important to invest in Leichhardt Oval the fact that they want to continue playing there, that's really powerful. And that makes it much more likely that we'll be able to get the assistance that we need in order to um, make the ground, you know, safe and decent and, and to secure its future. Um, the uh, I don't like the idea of the club needing to actually spend money on, on you know, the upgrade. In, in, in the case of the Sharks, they've had a massive... Um, redevelopment approved out there. They're the owners mm. of the ground and some of the money, I think, from that um, that redevelopment is going into into Shark Park. And, you know, that's fine. But it, yeah. Leichhardt's a very different thing because it's it's a community facility. It's used by, you know, a much broader um, section of the community than, ju than just the West Tigers. Mm. And... Um, so I'd prefer, I don't think it's a monetary contribution that the club needs to make, but clear information to members and supporters about the fact that they want to play at Leichhardt and that it, it's important that the facility is upgraded would help a great deal. You mentioned that earlier. Is, is the word you are getting the club is keen to play about half their games there again? They've pretty much said that, I think, in the public domain. There's been a fair bit of reportage about it. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's a fair settlement that you know fans could live with. I know it's been a you know a long running issue. Um, the, the contract at, at Homebush has run out, so they they'd signed a contract for ten years to play games out there, and yeah, the um, the venue manager got to do, which is funded by the state government, state government agency, paid the club to go and play there. So they're not only not funding Leichhardt, but they're providing a financial incentive to play elsewhere. And um, uh, 
they chose the games that were played. That's why we've had a lot of games at Leichhardt against teams that you know don't wouldn't um, don't add up to a, a local derby yeah. uh, because the games that are left over after the stadium trust yeah. had chosen as the ones that we got at Leichhardt and Campbelltown. So that's run out. So there is a decision to be made about the the future of the club and the home ground. I think everyone recognises that um, Combank. You know, Parramatta Stadium is a great stadium. It's an amazing place to watch football, um, a great concert venue as well. But it's not our home ground. It's never going to be our home ground. Uh, if we play out there, we'll always be playing at the Eels' home ground, and we haven't got a great record there so far. I, I mm. remember back in the way back when we became the Sydney Tigers for a year yep. or two and played in pur- purple and orange at, at Parramatta. It was a disaster. Yeah. Um, we got smashed and we had no identity. So that's not something that we should go back to. So what, what are our options? You know, the best one I think is six at Campbelltown, six at Leichhardt and continuing to build the supporter and, um, and junior base in both of those areas. What, what do you think it is about Leichhardt Oval that is so appealing to fans? Like, um, like obviously I was chatting to you last night, like I, it's a family thing for me. My grandfather is from Balmain and he passed on the Tigers to my dad and passed it on to me. And so Leichhardt, um, I have my wedding photos there. Leichhardt Oval was basically church to me, but, um, but how, how would you explain to it to non Tigers fans, how good Leichhardt is? Yep. You there, Darcy? Boys, can you hear me? Yeah, we must have lost him, mate. Hmm. I can hear you. <clears throat> yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, am I back now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back now. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. All good. Um, I was just saying, I think there's a lot of people who've had the same experience as you, that it's something that's handed down through the generations. And there's so much history at the ground as well. Yeah. Um, you know, all of the, if you talk to people like Wayne Pierce, Blocker, um, Paul Siren, and, you know, they all still feel such a great, Gary Jack, such a great attachment to the ground because of that era. And then, of course, it goes back a lot further than that as well. Um, my old man wanted his ashes scattered at, at Leichhardt Oval. I still get requests for that fairly regularly from the community. Yeah, and there are people... It was great to hear you had your wedding photos there, but there are people who get married there. Um, yeah, right. Uh, probably not the most romantic option, but it does show, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> not sure I'd be proposing that, but <laughs> um, does show you how, um, how heartfelt it is. And to think of, it's pretty sad to think that that'll end when it doesn't need to. And uh, I just, that's what we're trying to do is just get the message across to people that it, there can be an ongoing um, role for West Tigers and for professional sport at Leichhardt Oval. There's no reason for that history and heritage to have to end now. Hmm. Um, West Tigers fans, we're like scattered everywhere. Like I know out west, Central Coast, um, even like interstate, West Tigers fans are everywhere. And Leichhardt Oval, even when the form's pretty bad, as long as the weather's good, it always gets a crowd. Like, do you have any research? And like, I assume that a lot of people that come to Leichhardt too, they're, they're 
travel in a fair way. Like we know, as for example, he comes every game. He drives from Orange. Uh, I know, yeah, lots of people from the Central Coast. Like people come from all over to play at Leichhardt Oval. It's obviously not just uh, residents around the area. You there, Darcy? I didn't really frame that as a question. That's probably not a. Sorry, am I back again? Yeah, yeah. No, sorry about that. Um, yeah, look, I, I speak to people at the ground all the time who come from all over Australia for Tigers games and to come back and relive their childhood memories. Uh, that's that's definitely the case, and also I, I think it's got a it's got a big part in rugby league's rugby league's history, and. Uh, there's a lot of people who aren't Tigers fans who still love Leichhardt Oval. Yeah. Uh, the the atmosphere can't be beat. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, you know, partly it's the, the everything that's happened there before. Maybe it's a, a good natural amphitheatre, but there's no one when they survey the rugby league fans um, and players about where they like to watch football and where they um, like to play. Time and again. Leichhardt Oval comes through right at the top. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's inarguable. And uh, I think that's one of the things that we've got in our favour in continuing the, the fight to save the ground is it's, it's not just West Tigers fans who value it. Uh, another question from one of our Patreons, Scott Davo, and I've got a heap of comments on the live stream. People asking about, you've touched on it a little bit on it, but the Leagues Club. Um, yeah, that... I've, I have childhood memories there. Uh, obviously, grand final night, 2005. So much happened there. So much history in that place. I know Rob, my co-host, definitely even more so. Um, has probably sunk a lot more schooners there than I have. Is yeah. there any chance that, um, yeah, I'll be able to take my son there one day? Look, I'll just put this caveat on, on my um, explanation about where it's up to. This is like such a long saga. Um, yeah. With, and most people, to be honest, I, I get asked about it all the time, most people are pretty confused or misinformed. Yeah. Um, the short answer is that there is a, an, an owner of the site who's had approval for um, uh, a couple of years to build a 12-storey development, there is a legal requirement for a leagues club to be built within that. And I helped to negotiate an agreement when Balmain Leagues Club, finally, the entity, finally went you know, under for it to be merged into West Ashfield so that it could be a West Tigers Leagues Club which would be built there. So it's West Ashfield that have the entitlement to okay. take, over, take over that space. Um, the government, in the meantime, for the last couple of years, has been saying that they were going to compulsory acquire the site um, so that they could use it for tunnelling for uh, a road, a tunnel mm. that they're building between the inner west and um, northern Sydney. And so that had all been put on hold. Um, prior to that, there'd been a lot of development applications submitted over many years, some of which involved, you know, various colourful figures who um, Tigers fans all know. Um and mostly they were massive overdevelopments of like, I think it was 32 stories at one stage. Um, there was a couple of proposals in at 18 stories and 24 stories, uh, all of which the government refused because 
um, they were going to cause traffic chaos on Victoria Road, essentially. Mm. So we're up to the stage now where there is an owner of the site. It's a development company named Heworth um, that uh, has an approval to build a 12-storey development, including a leagues club. The government's been stopping them from doing it, but has now said, okay, no, we'll allow you to do it. And uh, it's up to them to get it built. I, I want to see the building demolished ASAP because it's completely unsafe. Yeah. Uh, there's been fires there repeatedly, including a very serious one only a couple of months ago. And uh, at that stage, the government was in control of the site and we had to issue orders to them to go and make it safe. So it's, look, it's been such a long running saga. There's a lot of blame to go around. There's, you know, it's, there's been a lot of misinformation about it. Um, I, I am not going to say to people, yep, I know that there will be a leagues club built there because I've been disappointed way too many times when it seemed as though something was going to eventuate. Um, and uh, the, the fact is that West Tigers has a, um, has a, sink, a sole shareholder, which is West Ashfield, and uh, they are financially viable. The club is, you know, um, doing well in a financial sense under um, Justin Pascoe. So they're not dependent upon a leagues club, but gee, it'd be great to have a West Tigers leagues club back in Roselle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, um, yeah, this would be the cherry on top of yeah the club somewhere to go. Yeah, celebrate after games at Leichhardt. Yeah, it'd be like I said, I've so many memories for myself uh, at that place. One last question we got from a listener, Sharon. She asked, uh, "Why hasn't the upkeep?" Uh, taken place over the years what like why has it basically been let to get to where it is especially considering the cost of the tickets to get in so like out oval was obviously uh the running costs are higher than and it's obviously not funded like the big stadiums the ticket prices are getting pretty i'm a season ticket holder so i'm not yep. overly sure what they are at the moment but no they're why, high <laughs> yeah why why are they so high the club is the higher of the ground we okay. have spent about five million bucks over the last few years in investment in improving the facilities. We, the playing surface is in excellent nick. That's why we attract so much content because you can't, you know, professional sports teams want to make sure that their players are playing on a good pitch that that is safe. Um, so we've done that part of it. We don't charge the club anything for use of the ground. Right. Uh, they they might pay the outgoings, like as in the the cleaning afterwards. That's mm. about it. And uh, they, they're entire, uh, what they charge for tickets is entirely up to them. Okay. Um, at rugby league, generally, it's becoming more expensive to go to a yeah. game, which I think is unfortunate because it's, you know, it's a working-class sport. And yeah. um, the fact that families have been able to go together and get a day's worth of entertainment has always been pretty central to what rugby league's about. Mm. Um, the, uh, the, um, the truth is that we are a local council and we, whilst having put significant funds into it, we can't afford a $50 million upgrade. But the government doesn't require any other local councils to fund it themselves. They've given $300 million to Penrith, which is owned by the council. They've given millions to Brookvale, which is owned by the council. Um, it's only Leichhardt Oval where they say, nah, you're totally on your own. And in fact, they've excluded us from applying for, improperly excluded us from all sorts of grant schemes 
um, which John Barillaro and Gladys Berejiklian were involved in. It's a big part of their downfall. Um, we've been deliberately excluded from those improperly. And so we can't even apply for funds from the government on a on merit-based process. Uh, so, yeah, for Dominic Perrottet to say, oh, yeah, why hasn't the council done more? Well, why is it only um, Stuart Ayres' seat where you give $300 million? Why can't you be fair and distribute the money to all suburban grounds? Um, so that, that's the situation. I, I don't pretend that we can afford to spend $50 million on, on a proper renovation of Leichhardt Oval, but we're also not asking for anywhere near as much as any other ground. We, this is not a stadium. It's a community facility, mm. a, an institution that is used by you know, a, a, a broad swathe of the sporting community that has a, a, a huge history and heritage and it should be preserved and kept open for professional sport. Um, those kids who played in the grand finals, the, the junior rugby league grand finals there on the weekend, they're not going to get a run at Alliance Stadium, are they? Um, you know, we need um, a, a tier of grounds like this that can continue to be used for, for professional sport, but also have a, a broader community use, which is, is what we've got now. But it won't be the case if we, if we can't keep the ground safe. Uh, Rob or my co-host Rob or Aaron, do you guys got any questions for for Mr. Byrne before we let him let him go? Yeah, I've got one. Um, well, firstly, thanks for joining us tonight, Mayor Byrne. We really appreciate it. Uh, no being very insightful. Uh, look, based on the reports that the ground would close at the end of 2023, and given as you've stated that you know, like so many codes and you know, junior leagues and everyone seems to use Leichhardt Oval. We've got an election early next year. Should Labor become the government, would be would it be part of your platform uh, that we could, you know, guarantee some funding for Leichhardt should Labor get in? Well, it should be. I'm not a candidate for the state parliament. I'm the mayor of the inner west and a lifelong Tigers fan. So as I've said, you know, many times and have tried to con convey to the Premier, this should be above politics. Um, yep. All sides of politics should support a, a facility like this. Um, so I, I, um, I certainly think that the opposition should make a commitment, but I don't want to let the government off the hook. Like, for God's sake, we had the money offered three weeks ago yeah. or a month ago. They've had 12 years in government. This guy's been the Premier, the Finance Minister, the Treasurer. We haven't had a cent in, in 12 budgets and yeah. he gets around in the corporate lounge um, with his tiger scarf on for um, photo opportunities. Come down on the Wayne Pierce Hill and talk to talk to the real fans about why Leichhardt Oval is important. I reckon Chris Minns would come and do that. Uh, he's a yeah. dogs fan himself, despite living in um, St George territory. But Cogra's already had funding, um, so why should it only be our ground that misses out? So yeah, I, I'm equal opportunity when it comes to advocating. But I don't want to let – we had the money on the table um, and it was snatched away. I don't want to let Dominic Perrottet off the hook. We want that money put back on the table or redistributed from the um, the massive payday that he's given over to Penrith. Fair enough. Uh, and just, just just one personal thing, uh, Mayor Byrne, what's your first memory of Leichhardt Oval? I'm just curious. That's a good one. Yeah, funny you should ask. I was just thinking about that before I came on. I used to go down, so we'd go to the Arpia Club and have pasta and then go up to Leichhardt 
you know, every second Sunday. And um, we ha- we must have had season tickets, I think, because we sat in the main grandstand. And I used to go down just before half time and to the back of the change rooms and they had they would pay kids a packet of chips and a soft drink <laughs> to go and carry the um the chalkboard with the winning raffle ticket number nice. around around the ground. Yeah. And I, I don't know how I worked out that that was a gig that you could get, but I did it for like quite a while. I'd get down there like a little bit earlier than everybody else and um, get to walk around on like an oval. Oh, um, good on you. Which was pretty <laughs> cool. And I, yeah, I remember, uh, I remember Wayne Pierce's farewell. I remember Gary, the, I think it was Gary Jack and Steve Roach retired on the same day. I remember yeah, that. And David, David Brooks as well that day. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that whole era is when, you know, I first started going to the games with my family and, um, you know, I've been going ever since. Nice. Mm. I think Ciro's, rec- uh, Ciro's record-breaking, the earliest I can remember is when uh, he became the most capped Balmain player. It was a week before he retired. That's sure. right. Yeah. That's my uh, earliest memory. I like remember the, la- the last ever Balmain game there as well. Yeah, I, I was at that, that too. Was around the same time, it was pouring down with rain. A year later, yeah. Turned out. I went to that game with my uncle, uh, drove all the way from the Central Coast, and it was pouring down rain, and my uncle pulled over to um, one of the corner stores there, bought a bag of garbage bags, and cut holes for me and my cousin, and we stood <laughs> on the fence. Literally, I remember how I remember going to the toilet, and like there was steam coming off the urinals. That's how cold it was that night. But, yeah. um, but we beat Parramatta, which is the greatest thing in the world. And um, you don't get more, more like an oval than that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just part of yeah. So many so many memories. So yeah, like an oval is just an institution. It's got a yeah. It'd be absolutely like it. It'd, it'd literally be like tragic to me if um if we did lose it but yeah with thank you so much for as you got anything for before we let him go oh i can finish up with a quick one yeah go uh thanks mayor burn for coming on um i <laughs> i i don't know too much about all of the this side of things so i just wanted to finish with a bit of a bit of a friendlier fun question for you Obviously, Leichhardt's a really sentimental place to a lot of people. Um, a lot of amazing games have been played there for between the Tigers and other teams and um, other sports in general. Uh, what's your favourite memory of Leichhardt Oval? Um, in 1989, they played uh, Penrith there. I think it was the last round before the finals. And I think it's still the biggest crowd of of all time it wouldn't pass occupational health and safety standards today um like it was twenty three thousand, i think and you can't really fit more than about 16 or 17 in there safely now um and they um i think if we lost we could we could have finished fifth or maybe even missed the finals but if we won we could have we'd finish in the top three and i remember like just being astounded by how many people were there um and yeah, that sense of anticipation as well, because uh, we'd lost the grand final the year year before, and uh, we're on our way into the finals. Um, that was I still remember that day very vividly, and um, yeah, <laughs> almost as vividly as I remember the day a few weeks later when we when we lost the grand final. 
But I know um, all of you will be in the same boat as me in mm. trying not to think about that too much. I was 18 months old. Sure. But Rob, were you were you at that game? At the 89 grand final? Oh, no, my, the, the Penrith. The, the Penrith. The Penrith. Yeah, game, the, but, the, the Penrith sorry. one I was there. In fact, I think um, Foxtel had it on uh, not too many weeks ago now. And the crowd, you'll just see the crowd bursting from the seams. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a great day that day, and yeah, we we got the chocolates. Awesome. I could so, imagine uh, what a twenty three thousand crowd would look like because the the most I can remember from any game I've been to would have been the the final round in twenty nineteen against the Sharks when I think we had nineteen thousand or so, and even hmm. and even then that looked like it was two thousand and five against two thousand and five against the Bunnies was twenty two thousand. I was on the hill, like you could not could not move. It was amazing, so good. Um, how many right people do you reckon will get there on Sunday? Uh, if the weather's good, Canberra. I'm usually pretty good at these. Uh, Canberra don't have that many. They've got something to play for, so they might they might bring maybe a thousand. Mm. Um, I reckon it'd be if we can get ten, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just yeah. think West Tigers fans are so hurt from this season. Uh, but sure. the pool of like, I, I hope I hope they surprise me, um, and we do get more, uh, more fans getting out there. I'll be there, uh, as will be there. Rob, are you heading out like up Sunday? No, I I won't be heading out this weekend. Yeah. I think from a Canberra fan point of view, it's going to depend on whether um Brisbane, Brisbane get over from yeah. George uh, the day before. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, they're going pretty good, the, the Raiders, really, aren't they? Is it six from seven that they've won? Like, from where they were this season, they, yeah. like, you've got to say, they're, they're playing a lot better than we are, put it that way. Well, they certainly yeah. are. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, no, yeah, pleasure. Mr. Bear, really, really appreciate it. You'll be there on Sunday? Yeah, no, definitely. And we'll have the banners up around the ground. Um, big slogan saying save Leichhardt Oval fair funding. Now we were trying to get it printed on the ground as well, but the NRL have knocked us back because they have an agreement with um, Telstra who have the advertising rights for the ground surface. But it it should be a big visible. um, There should be very visible signage out there. And um, I encourage people to get out and, and show their support for keeping the ground as a West Tigers home ground. And I just want to thank you guys as, again for the um, work that you do on the podcast. I think it's a thank really you. important way to build the the um, camaraderie amongst fans and supporters. But thank you so much. We, yeah, well, thank you, Mayor yeah. Byrne. After the year thank we've you. had, we really appreciate that. that comment. No, no need there, to yeah. call me Mayor Byrne. No one does that. Just Darcy's fine. <laughs> Thanks, Darcy. <laughs> see we'll you. see you on Sunday, possibly. Have, have a yeah. great night. No worries. See ya. See ya. Uh, how good was that, boys? That was, um, yeah, real, <laughs> real journalists almost. We are. That's um, that was a great chat. Thank you so much again. Oh, he's so insightful, really insightful. Yeah. yeah, and passionate too. You can tell. Um, yeah, he's he's a genuine Tigers fan, and he's fighting for our beloved Leichhardt Oval. So, could tell uh, with we, the way he spoke just then that that last couple of sentences like he's he you could tell he's filthy that they um that they've rejected putting the putting the signage on the ground itself yeah um if anyone sees him on the ground on sunday say good day and say thanks for coming on the west life podcast give us uh give us a little plug if you see him but um yeah you and i as hopefully we'll bump into him at some point i'll be nice to thank him 
in person as well. Uh, speaking of which, so we were going to do the second half of the player rating poll. We're already 52. I, he gave us, what, like 45 minutes of his time. We're really, really um, so appreciative of it. So we're going to push the player ratings to Monday. I know, yeah, a lot of people. I did put the results in our Discord, every single player rating. Uh, another reason, yeah, just some of the content you get signing up on the Patreon. So we'll preview this game, do Rob Stradamus picks and um, head off into the, the final of the season and then do the ratings on Monday's show. Hopefully, um, yeah, not re- reviewing a 50-point loss after it. But um, So the game, the team list for this week, uh, Dane Laurie at fullback, Brent Naden on the wing again for some reason, uh, Kemma Marlowe has been thrown back in the side, which is this that surprised me a little bit, boys. Ken, I thought, is there really any point in playing Kemna Marlowe in the last game of the season? I, why risk I don't, him? Yeah, why risk him at all? Like, he's been injured mm. for so long now. I mean, obviously, you know, the club wants a, a you know a, a performance that's full of pride and, and keep the scoreline respectable. So we're trying to put our best team forward. But, gee, it'd be silly to get him seriously injured uh, for a meaningless game. Especially with the World Cup coming up, and he'd want to be a good shout for that as well. Yep. Uh, In the centre, Stafford Toa and Luke Garner will play his final game for the West Tigers in centre, which he did pretty well uh, earlier in the week. Obviously, Kepa Oa got, um, got suspended for... I just, the suspension was was it for the hit or for the the slur? Uh, it was for the hit. For the hit, okay. Um, yeah, so he he's obviously not here this week. Adam Dwayne hit Jock Madden. Uh, Jock Madden probably playing his last game for the West Tigers before going to the Penrith Panthers next year. He wants to yeah doesn't want to be behind Luke Brooks, but he's happy to be behind Nathan Cleary for some reason. But um, yeah. We'll see, uh, see what happens there. But on the Raiders' side of things, so as Rob said, if the Broncos uh, – what's the deal? If the Broncos lose Saturday night, this game is pretty much – Yeah, this game is pretty much pointless. So, um, yeah, that would be, that'd be nice to kind of demotivate them a little bit because the uh, back line, Xavier Savage, Savage at fullback, Nick Kotrick and Jordan Rapana, who – Rapana always seems to kill us. Like, he just – gives us nightmares every time we play them. Um, maybe a little bit less now that BJ Leilua isn't inside of those two. Like yeah. that um, that final round of 2016. 16. Oh, it's that long ago. 2016. Yep. Six years. I was thinking it was three years ago. Six years ago now. Yeah, that last game. Three years ago was the Sharks one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this fucking team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jack White they, they and all Jamal. just blur together. Yeah, just so much heartbreak. Like from BJ Lelua flick passes to fucking Paul Gallon field goals. It's just anyway. But we're coming last this year, so it's probably remember the days of coming ninth. What what joyful times coming ninth? <clears throat> um, going. I actually saw a good Simpsons meme today. The stone cutters. I don't know if you boys saw it. It probably meant nothing to you, Rob, but um. They said remove when Homer's got the rock um, in the stone cutters, and they said remove the rock of shame or whatever it is, and then 
put and they put a bigger stone on. So the little stone was remove the uh, the ninth place jokes and add and then add the wooden spoon joke. So I had a laugh slash cry at that um, <laughs> at that meme. So um, yeah, if you if you can't laugh, then what can you do? I guess. But um, four pack James Tarmout and Joel and Gowie are our front rowers. Jackie Simkin at um, at hooker. Uh, Tom Freebarn and Kelman to a luggy, uh, who's playing our last game before going to the Manly Seagulls and New Brown back at lock. Boys, I thought uh, New at lock looked pretty good last week, as definitely from what we saw at the ground and from what I can tell from reactions, New, New Brown was one of our best players in the 13. Mm, yeah, you can tell it's definitely not his ideal position um, for the from the team perspective, but he he filled in there quite well from yeah from what I saw. I still haven't rewatched, and I don't think I'll ever bring myself to rewatch that. But uh, mm. yeah, he didn't he didn't look too bad, I'd have to say. Uh, on the Raiders side of thing, Josh Papali and Joseph Tapant. To, how do you pronounce his Tarpane. name? Tarpane. Um. Zach Wolford at hooker, Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead in the back row, and Adam Elliott at lock. Uh, Rob, who from that um, – there's a pretty obvious answer in there, but who in that Raiders pack scares you the most? Honestly, they're, they're all in good form. Obviously, the two props mm. are playing well. Hudson Young, I think, had a double last week. Uh, Wolford's scored a try, I think, and he's going well at hooker. Look, they've, they've got a really good pack, but – like, hopefully, if Brisbane lose on, you know, <laughs> before we play yeah. them, before we play Canberra, um, Canberra will rest a few players. Um, otherwise, yeah, it could turn into a bit of a Father's Day massacre. Are they – isn't that – wasn't that a bikey shootout? Yeah, that was a Milpera shootout yeah. many, many years ago. Yep. Yeah. Um, as uh, – oh, I forgot my question now, now that – Bikey shooting in my head. Um, I'll think. I'll, I'll think of it. We'll go onto the bench. Uh, right on our bench: Vanilla Pole, Zane Musgrove, Tyrone Peachy, who might be playing his last game for the West Tigers. There was a rumor um, that he may be sent to Penrith in exchange for uh, Charlie Staines. Um, can't remember where I read that, but that seemed like a thing. Where did I read that? It was in our Discord, wasn't it, boys? Someone in the Discord post that? I think it was. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where they got it from, I'm not sure. I was The Discord's always good for the, the news of the yeah. day. Yeah. It, um, I know a friend of the show, Joseph Alafachi, on Twitter is usually quick to tag us in stuff for news, but the Discord's just... Uh, Smashing it this week. A lot of soccer talk this week, though. Apparently, a lot happening in the uh, English Premier League. I, I I know more about English Premier League than I ever have because of our the guys in our Discord going off about um yeah the EPL this year. So and also Shane crying about Manchester United. Uh, on the Raiders side of things, Tom Starling. M. How do I pronounce that? M. Ray. M. Emre Gula. Yep. Yep. Thanks, boys. You, you guys should be hosts. I'm terrible at this. Uh, Corey Horsburgh <laughs> and Corey uh, Harawira Naira. I know that one. Uh, as who who on that bench 
that that's a pretty pretty strong bench for the Raiders as well. Yeah, uh, I think the main threat on their bench uh, when when he's in good form, which he seems to be at the moment, is Corey Horsburgh. It's that fiery redhead. He's uh, mm. you can you can never I like trust him. the fiery redhead. Yeah, yeah I like him. <laughs> Uh, I won't like him on Sunday, but I like him when he's not playing the Tigers. Uh, for Noah Pohl, Rob, I'm keen to keep seeing more more of this kid. At least this year, a few young kids coming through. Is this, if there's any positives to seeing these kids getting a crack is one thing. Yeah, well, look, he you know he's going to be a better player for you know having a, a full off season. Um, and having had, what, seven or eight games under his belt with us this year. So, yeah, look, I think it's only onwards and upwards for him. Uh, Austin Diaz, too. I uh, said, I don't know if I said this on Monday's show, but as I, I don't think I'd seen him live yet. I don't, but anyway, I thought he's much bigger than I realised. He's um he's a big boy, so... And yep, he's I remember you mentioning that to me in the stands. Yeah, he's 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 a giant. I mean, I'm I'm a midget in comparison to most football players, <laughs> but he's yeah. Um, when he walked past, he's he's a he's a big lad. So um, keen to see more of him as well on the reserves list. Jacob Little, 18th man, Junior Polgar, uh, dropped this week, boys. Can you believe that? James Roberts at twenty, Henry O'Kane and Brandon Mansfield. Um, Surprised we could even name 22 players this week. Right, so obviously in the rundown, you're seeing player rating poll is next, but I'm going to go skip, 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 skip. My computer, if my computer doesn't freeze, I'm going to go skip all. I've got all your comments there. Thanks to everyone who um, who contributed to that poll. As I said, we'll get to it on Monday. Um, yeah, the, so so many good comments, and yeah, it'll be it's good. It's four weeks of off season content, and you've provided at least Monday's show for us. So keen to uh, get into those. So everyone's favorite uh, time of the Thursday show, Rob Shadamus. Uh, what have you got for us this week? What what are you predicting? I'm predicting that if I get this wrong this week, I should be sacked. Um, if, if if Canberra need to win, there are so many try scorers in that from their fullbacks to the wingers to the centers to their prop forwards. They've just got talent everywhere. Mm. But I'm just, it's not a nice thing to say. But look, unfortunately, Jock Madden has been scored upon basically every week the last few weeks. And someone that doesn't score a try very much is Elliot Whitehead. So just to be a little bit different, I'd say put Elliot Whitehead and Canberra to win at $3.75. <laughs> Yeah, three dollars oh. eighty, uh, and and then that's just, that's just a simple tip. But obviously, just add what you like to it, mix and match. But yeah, I think there are a lot of. I think Par- I think Canberra will go really hard the first half, and then you know second half they'll have one eye on on you know staying fit for the following week. So hopefully they'll ease up on us in the second half. Uh, the line here is thirteen and a half. As a, can we keep it under thirteen plus? <clears throat> Maybe. If they show up, if they want to, if the team want to put mm. in a good performance for the final game of the season, obviously they've got nothing to lose. Um, the spoon is pretty much wrapped up with a nice little bow for them. So if they really want to put on a show for the fans, then they they really could and they really should. 
but my tip, I've tipped them by a little bit outside that. I've gone the Raiders by 16. So I think they'll, uh, I think the Raiders will be a bit too strong. We might manage to score some points, but um, final rounds at Leichhardt have not been our friend in recent years. And I'm predicting that trend to continue, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a, uh, I feel like last week, if that goddamn dropout didn't touch a goddamn toe and we kick the goal and we win that game, I feel like we're a big chance for maybe to be motivated. The fact that we lost it last week, last, like, confidence might have dropped um, a little bit because we, yeah, I mean, Canberra compared to St. George is night and day and a lot they've got something to play for so yeah maybe they will be more of a roosters oppo- opposition than a um than a dragons one but yeah i i hope that there's this young kids that yeah are trying to make a name for themselves but there's also guys who are basically 80 minutes away from um packing their bags and yeah moving to going other to clubs yeah well with that too yeah going to bali <laughs> yes um yeah, or going to Phuket to to get on the uh, on the beers. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, it, it, you're 100 percent right. I just that's where we're at. Just want them to put in an effort. Um, you're obviously driving all the way from Orange. I I've got uh, I'll be in the chairman's lounge on Sunday afternoon. My um my dad for Father's Day has gotten us into the uh, the chairman's lounge. So I'll be yeah. In, that'll be that'll be interesting, and I'm also able. I'm also taking my almost two year old son, so he's making his NRL slash and also Leichhardt Oval debut. So pretty, pretty cool Father's Day with my my dad and my son. Um, yeah, his first ever NRL game. Uh, yeah, I hope he doesn't get too used to the fine dining though, because uh, Daddy won't be paying for that sort of stuff. He'll be he'll be on the hill or in the. Uh, in the stands with me normally as he, as he gets older, this will be a, a one-off, but um, yeah, Rob, you'll be watching from home. I hope you feel better uh, soon. It's good to hear that you're, you're on the mend um, as well. And we'll be back Monday night. So as I said, part two of the, uh, the player rating. So yes, some players like Luke Brooks, Jock Madden, Adam Dwayne, Dane Laurie, who I've got on the graphic there seeing what you guys said about them. Um, yeah, just on Adam Dwayne here, boys, just, I, I'm still in shock. I, I put it on our Instagram today, uh, a post from Clarkey. Statistically, Adam Dwayne is the fifth best 5'8 this year. Some I don't know what the stat was, but and yet fans, there are West Tigers fans that don't rate the guy. But yeah, you're all entitled to your opinion. I'm just happen to have a microphone. I just, I don't get... I, the um how people don't love the guy but anyway that's um maybe an argument for the off season there'll be plenty plenty of that so boys thank you so much for joining us thank you to everyone on the live stream thank you to mayor darcy burn again we hope you really enjoyed that chat um and yes if you see as or myself at the ground on sunday come say good day and everyone in the chat you know how we finish each and every episode. Uh, as always, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers.
You're listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.